It's time to take the quiz. Five questions, five minutes a day, five days a week. Take the quiz every weekday at thequiz.fox and then listen to the quiz podcast to find out how you did. Play, share, and of course, listen to the quiz at thequiz.fox. From the Fox News Radio studios in New York City, giving you opinions and facts with a positive approach. It's Brian Kilmeade. Hope you had a great week or a special week. You were able to have a healthy week. We're getting closer and closer to Christmas Day. Hanukkah has begun. Uh, this hour, we're going to be giving you the latest breaking news as well as uh, welcoming in Trey Gowdy at the bottom of the hour to make some sense of these legal cases against Swalwell, the legal fortunes of the President of the United States, as well as now with Hunter Biden and Uncle Jimmy Biden is facing. Now that it's been revealed what we all suspected, major probes going on and their freedom could be jeopardized and maybe our national security because the big guy, according to Tony Babalinski, is none other than the former vice president. And by the way, Tony Bobolinsky is going to be speaking to Tucker Carlson over the weekend, and uh, that's going to be an exclusive brand-new interview. It's going to air at 5 o'clock Eastern time. This is going to move that story forward. I'll be talking to the president of the United States at West Point. I think I'm the only one, and I think it's his first interview uh, on camera. I know he talked to Maria since the election. So I look forward to talking to him then. So let's get to the big three. Now with the stories you need to know, it's Brian's Big Three. Number three. Well, I don't have any concern about Mr. Swalwell. In terms of Mr. Swalwell, in the spring of 2015, the leadership of the House and the committee were informed that overtures from a Chinese person were being made to members of Congress. (laughs) What's the big deal? I have an idea. Take the rookie and put him on the intel committee until this thing blows over. Russia attack dog, prolific leaker, embarrassingly failed presidential candidate, Eric Swalwell, compromised by a Chinese spy, is still on the House Intelligence Committee. Has he already sold out our country? And why is his party still behind him? Number two. The FDA informed Pfizer that they do intend to proceed towards an authorization for their vaccine. So in the next couple of days, we should be seeing the authorization of this first vaccine. And we will work with Pfizer to get that shipped out. We could be seeing people getting vaccinated Monday, Tuesday of next week. Like the Canadians and the British have already gotten it, but it is finally coming. It is here. The vaccine is basically approved just in time as uh, as the death toll continues to soar and small businesses battling to stay afloat. 500,000 reportedly are uh, in trouble. Inept political leaders are making this uh, worse. Hopefully they'll be better at distributing the vaccine. Number one. It's important that we've learned the truth about what's actually going on with Hunter Biden, but we've actually learned a really important lesson about how irreparably corrupt our media is. And now they're pretending like it all never happened, like it's somehow news to them that Hunter Biden's under federal investigation. Sean Davis of The Federalist, he's been writing this all along, including the fall, as we've been discussing it on our show. Hunter Biden, you are not alone. Two investigations on you. Now it seems Uncle Jim is also a target of an investigation as multiple probes are revealed. But why now? How is this acceptable? I'll outline the outrage. All right. First things first. It wasn't acceptable, and you've heard it on this show. Tony Bobolinsky, I've had a chance to email back and forth to with and text message back and forth with. He sat down with Tucker. There's nobody that knows him that I know that has nothing but great things to say as the walk-on at Penn State wrestling goes on to a, a become a self-made success story. His reputation's so good, the Bidens pulled him in. When he saw what was going on, he pulled himself out. When he saw he was almost going to be president, he stepped up. When he saw the fact that he was lying, he could not take it anymore. When he read... 
Senator Ron Johnson's report, 87 pages, he said, that's it. The truth has to come out. He came to a debate. He watched the debate. He said he almost stormed out of the debate. And then he sat down with Tucker Carlson. It was about 8 million people watched and many more, 6 million watched the repeat. As Bobolinsky opened up and told what he knows to be the truth of his dealings with the Biden family. Why does it matter? This isn't Billy Carter embarrassing Jimmy Carter with beer or Roger Clinton getting into some problems because of his own personal uh, hurdles that he tries to clear. This is somebody that is directly involved, which I believe, the vice president trading on the Biden family. And if this guy becomes president, how much more power will he have? Who else is going to be trading on his name? And what country is going to get a sweetheart deal so their son does? You thought it was out of line. When you heard me talk about these stories and the New York Post wrote these stories and you tried to repeat that story, your account was frozen. In Facebook, they refused to do it. In YouTube, they refused to air it. The New York Post had their entire account shut down later to get an apology just before the election. All the damage was done already. So before we talk about the president's fortunes, let's talk about uh, let's talk about Hunter Biden's fortunes. He's looking at at least two probes. And according to the Wall Street Journal, the Attorney General William Barr has known about these investigations, but he did not want it involved, the business and financial dealings of Hunter Biden, Jim Biden, the Biden family, in the election. I guess because they didn't want a Comey situation where the Justice Department is playing a role in the election. But, Mr. Attorney General, it's not your choice. As I brought up on TV, it is not the choice of the media. You have a story, you run with the story. I hope you don't hold the story in order to get a maximum impact and hurt a candidate, but you go with the story. For example, when the word came out that George Bush got a DWI right before Election Day, that didn't help him. They say that Judge Al Gore was able to close three points. Do you think the Access Hollywood leak came out? Did anyone stop the Access Hollywood tape because it could hurt Trump? Did anyone stop the email story for Hillary Clinton because it could hurt her? To the credit of justice and the FBI, they didn't. It was George W. Bush's actions in his 20s or 30s, I forgot. It was he, the decision by Hillary Clinton, I forgot. It was the idiot uh, uh, Anthony Weiner's laptop that was taken by the FBI where Uma Abedin, her, his then wife, had all of Hillary's emails. These are all behavior things. It's not up to the FBI or Justice Department to decide what we should know. Just do your job. If you're holding things like, for example, the tax story the New York Times did on Donald Trump, which did not hurt him at all until Election Day or until after the convention or to when it can hurt him most. I think that's a problem. Don't you? Maybe you don't. I do. So let me tell you about the investigations. Joe Biden's brother, James, also caught up at a federal probe. Yes, the authorities are reportedly conducting a criminal investigation into a hospital business tied to the. Um, Joe Biden's brother, James, federal authorities in the Western District of Pennsylvania investigating now bankrupt American health have been asking questions about James Biden's role in the company. Yes, two hospitals operated by AmeriCorps were raided by the FBI earlier this year. I guess there's something wrong. Gross mismanagement, the complaints in a matter it's considered public uh, safety and welfare, says one lawsuit. James Biden is described as a partner or principal. And it turns out he's accused of taking out a loan on the company. Well, that's nice. So he's a bad businessman. Did he get that? Did Joe Biden profit off that? We'll know by the taxes. What about Hunter Biden? Got a bit of a crack meth problem? I was corrected. I said that he was caught on that laptop in a picture 
uh, with a crack pipe. I was quickly corrected. It's a meth pipe. My bad. I'll do a written apology a little bit later in the show. Not sure how that works on radio. But Manhattan prosecutors are looking into Hunter's international financial dealings going on about for about a year this was going on. Not the dealings, but the, the investigation. He's implicated, but he's not targeted. By the way, two of his partners are in jail. All tried to keep it out of the public view through the election. Everybody did. They're also looking at a 2.8 carat $80,000 diamond given to Hunter Biden by a since-vanished Chinese energy tycoon who's also said to be part of the ongoing tax fraud probe. Remember him talking on tape, saying, this guy disappeared, the other guy's been arrested, and they're going to be targeting me? Guess what? Hunter Biden co- was confessing. But social media, the mainstream newspapers, wouldn't want you to carry it. It's outrageous. I mean, it definitely affected the election. Not for stalwarts and Hollywood people that just love Joe Biden or anybody uh, Democratic, but for people on the fence or those who the suburban moms that evidently left Donald Trump, maybe they would have thought twice. Now, uh, the question is, what do we know about this Hunter Biden situation? Senator Ron Johnson knows a lot, but did not know this investigation was taking place when he was doing his. Cut to. I think the vice president has all kinds of legal jeopardy here. When they, if, if, if it's a true investigation, they're going to start opening up all these financial transactions. You know, we saw the emails where the big guy gets 10 percent of one particular deal, where Hunter's complaining about having to always uh, include his father and in, in a cut of whatever, whatever exactly. kind of income he's in. So, so th- this, this is very troubling. But that's where we published our report at the end of September, and the press, the media ignored it, and they had an enormous impact on our, on well, our elections. So Glenn Greenwald is a, they, you know, I guess a Democrat leftist, but now he says he's more calling balls and strikes. When he wanted to write about this story, The Intercept, which he co-founded, which is an online newspaper, uh, they wouldn't let him do it. So he quit his own newspaper. Cut six. Well, I still think we need to recognize what a historic crime and disgrace this is, not only in journalism, but as soon as these documents became known— the operatives in the intelligence community, the CIA, John Brennan, James Clapper, Michael Hayden, all the standard professional liars issued a letter claiming that this material was the hallmark of Russian information, disinformation, actually, even though they had no basis for thinking that. And that gave the media permission to lie to the public continuously and Silicon Valley to censor these these materials. So not only did the public not become aware of them, they were lied to. Okay. I want to get your calls on this, one 408 especially if you were a Trump guy or an anti-Trump guy. Would this have affected if it came out? I mean, you listen to the show, so you know we talked about it. But if you were not watching Fox, if you were not listening to the show, uh, Rush Limbaugh or Sean or Mark Levin, were you hearing this story? If you're not a stalwart conservative, if you were just a somebody working two jobs, doing a million things, know for sure you want to vote, would that have changed your mind? knowing that this international business was trading on the Biden name and he could be president and compromised, especially when it comes to China and multi-million dollar deals with a with a son with a college degree but no international finance, obviously falling apart, coming apart at the scenes. By the way, terrible parenting. If you know your son has a substance abuse issue, one of the worst things you could do is put him or her under stress. You put the whole family finances, reportedly, in his hands, and you're the big guy. As described by Tony Bobolinsky, I'm not kidding. It sounds it seems like I'm doing something from Goodfellas, but I'm, it's not. Other great news. 
Not great news that over 3,000 people died yesterday, they say, from the coronavirus. But the better, better than uh, a day in which cannot be uh, celebrated enough. Uh, it looks like the FDA has greenlighted uh, the Pfizer vaccine. And the word is uh, we're going to get it pretty soon. And I'm really confident that the military and the planning is going to pull this off. Admiral Girard, who had been kind enough to join us here earlier in the week, just joined me on Fox and Friends two hours ago to say this about what the pandemic is going to be facing now. And I hope the pandemic is going to be staring at its death. Cut 11. Um, it, it means we can see the end of the pandemic. It's really in our sight. Uh, with 20 million people being able to be vaccinated in December, 30 million in January, and another 50 million in February, just with the two vaccines we know about now, Pfizer and Moderna, we know the end of the pandemic is in sight, but we still have a lot of work to do until most people can get vaccinated and the pandemic goes away. He goes on, cut 12. We are very confident by the May-June time period that any American who wants a vaccine will have a vaccine available. So this is going to be extremely rapid. Um, the next group after the first group will probably be other vulnerable individuals like those who are not in a long-term care facility but elderly, maybe individuals who have a lot of chronic conditions and probably some critical first-line responders. Uh, but then it will rapidly roll out to the rest of the American people. So I, he did not know the answer to this. I was talking to him in the break. But there's a story in the Wall Street Journal today that they have a chance to order 500,000 vials of this, and they didn't. Instead, their whole their goal was to spread it out and not just order from one and put all their money in one basket. So if Pfizer didn't pan out, but Johnson & Johnson did, and you bought all the Pfizer, you could understand the logic, right? So they had a chance to get 500,000 vials. They didn't. They stayed with 100,000, 100 million, excuse me. And they put a lot, $300 million order into AstraZeneca. AstraZeneca looks like it's going to be third, and it looks like its, effic- uh, its effectiveness is around 70 to uh, 80%, and they're still working some things out. Now, in the short term, it doesn't look a great move. Next is Moderna. I did go on to ask him about, are we going to have a choice? Are we going to go to CVS or Rite Aid and say, I think I'm going to go with AstraZeneca, Johnson & Johnson. He said, not early on. It's what you can get. Keep in mind, you need two shots. After the first shot, you're immune by about uh, 70% rate. After the second shot, it could go up to over 90%, which they say in the vaccine world is unthinkably great. Um, all right, well, let's take a timeout. 1-866-408-7669. I want to also talk about the 19 states overall, including Texas, that's filing suit against four states for screwing up the election. The president has joined that suit. It's up to the Supreme Court to take that suit. Trey Gowdy, next, uh, not next on that, but your phone calls next, 1 866 408 7669. Brian Kilmeade, one third of Fox and Friends, 100% of the Brian Kilmeade Show. Hey, folks, it's your man, Keyshawn Johnson, here to talk about Angie, formerly known as Angie's List, your go to home services, marketplace for getting all your jobs done well. Now, you might be wondering, what exactly is Angie? Well, let me tell you. It's the nation's largest home services marketplace, connecting over 150 million homeowners with skilled professionals to tackle any project, big or small. As a homeowner myself, I always have things I want to work on for my house, whether it's general home renovations or fun projects like putting in a pool. With over 200,000 pros in their network, Angie makes it a breeze 
to research, compare, and hire pros, ensuring every job is done well. Whether you're fixing a leaky faucet or planning a full kitchen renovation, Angie's got your back. And get this, folks. Angie's pros aren't just any old contractors. They're your neighbors, often running small businesses right in your community. Plus, they've been rated and reviewed by others in your area. So you know you're getting quality service. So why stress over home projects when you can turn to Angie? From finding the best price to scheduling a pro at your convenience, Angie's got you covered every step of the way. So get started today at Angie.com. That's Angie.com, or download the app today to get started on getting all your jobs done. That's Angie, your trusted ally in home services. As many of you know from your own life experiences, a life in so-called blue-collar work is something to be proud of. It is very rewarding to work that has impact on your friends, your neighbors, and your family's lives. Great successes can be had in the blue-collar career. There's no degree requirement for achieving comfort, peace, and freedom. While schools cut shop classes and funnel students into colleges, there are plenty of options for hard workers who are ready to take advantage of open positions. Many young people today assume that college is the only way to achieve success in life. That is not true. Let me introduce you to Ken Rusk. Ken spent his younger years digging ditches and working in construction. He never went to college. Instead, he made goals, planned, and worked hard for 30 years. Now Ken is a successful entrepreneur with multiple businesses and revenue streams. In his national best-selling book, Blue Collar Cash, Ken shares his insights from over 30 years of working in blue-collar trades as an entrepreneur, mentor, and life coach. Now he's created a guide made specifically for you and your unique situation. This guide will give you or someone you love the tools you need to start designing the life of their dreams. You can achieve your dreams regardless of your educational background or your past. Go to KenRusk.com path to learn more. That's KenRusk.com path. Breaking news, unique opinions. Hear it all on The Brian Kilmeade Show. Hunter Biden is under investigation for money laundering, for tax fraud, and it involves his Chinese business dealings. I want to know, is Joe Biden involved? What did the vice president know? We know that Hunter was traveling to China on a government plane in order to try to seek out business. Now he's under investigation for federal crimes for this. What did Joe Biden know and when did he know it? He needs to answer questions. Wow, that's very interesting to Senator Josh Hawley, who also is pushing for some federal aid and some stimulus checks for people who are dying from this pandemic and are getting shut down by crazy mayors saying cancel everything and governors who don't understand the CDC says you can keep certain businesses open and they're just shutting everything down. But there's no money coming in. Congress can't agree on anything. Just a bad series of events. Mike, you're in Virginia. Hey, Mike. Hey, Brian. Good morning. What's on your mind, Mike? Uh, shout out, well, everything, you name it. Um, I listen to you in the morning. I listen, I'm a truck driver. I listen to Rush after you and then uh, Sean Hannity. And I Thank go you. Home. I listen to Greg Kelly, and then I listen to uh, one after that, Stinchfield. Or, anyways, um, first of all, you guys are doing a great job. You're saving our country. So my hat's off to you. Your question this morning was something about how uh, the Biden scandal could have maybe affected the election or how we felt at the time that we saw it going on, but the media didn't. So do you think, I mean, they just suppressed the whole story. Why don't they let us make a decision? How dare they? Well, it would have, it would have gotten away of, of their, of all their plans. It's so obvious what the, the left is doing right now. It's so obvious. 
and and the media covering it up the less that's even more obvious we need to take our country back like now i don't know how you do that uh the president's got his uh, case which i'm going to talk about with trey gowdy but the one thing people have to understand is where the president's got uh, 11 million more votes that's a plus out of the gates and ready to go. Hey, it's Hutton with Row. Hot Mike is here on the Outkick Network. We've got your afternoon covered with the latest sports discussion, and it's available wherever you find your audio. Daily analysis and news. He is hot. I am Mike. Actually, my <laughs> name is Chad. His name is Jonathan. But you get the picture. We're going to bring it every single day. Whatever you want to call us, we'll respond to. We just want you to respond to what we're dishing out every day. And while you're here, we hope you'll subscribe to the podcast, like, subscribe, and share. Number two is they got the Republicans didn't lose one House seat. Uh, they're within a stone's throw of taking back the majority. They're one win away from holding on to the Senate in a year in which nobody thought they could. And lastly, the state houses that are going to allow them to redistrict have total control, want their direction. To quote Joe Biden, we got the hell kicked out of us because of the defund the police. And we can't do that anymore. No kidding. Thanks so much for the call. Real quick, David in, uh, in Orlando. David. How we doing, Brian? Good. What's on your mind, David? Real quick. Well, all this uh, ignoring Hunter and Joe's uh, business dealings was just a smokescreen deploy so they could get uh, Joe elected, and now they're going to get him out of office so Kamala can be president. This was the plan all along. She was unelectable to start with, so now she's she's in by a back door. And she's mysteriously quiet. She's the quietest running mate I've ever seen. We never see her, never gives an interview alone, maybe because they know it's happening. Why did he come out and all of a sudden confirm that he's being investigated? What was the reason behind that? Why now? New from the Fox News Podcasts Network. My name is Kennedy, and welcome to my podcast, which will, I humbly say, single-handedly save the world. You're welcome. It's Kennedy Saves the World. Subscribe and listen now by going to foxnewspodcasts.com. The fastest three hours in radio. You're with Brian Kilmeade. Well, I don't have any concern about Mr. Swalwell. In terms of Mr. Swalwell, he, uh, the, the, in the spring of 2015, the leadership of the, Cong- of the House and the committee were informed that overtures from a Chinese person was, were being made to members of Congress. When that was made known to the members of Congress, it was over. You know, that was the end of any communication with those peoples. Those peoples. Uh, you mean the Chinese spies? Trey Gowdy's with us. He's so glad he's out of Congress, I'm sure now. Fox News contributor. He hosts a lot of time at night. Uh, he's become even a bigger star uh, in, civili- in the civilian world. Congressman, welcome back. Hey, Brian, that is the most convoluted explanation of what she did. I mean, I could I could barely follow it. Well, number one, she's wearing a, a mask in her defense. Number two, she's saying a Chinese person. No, Chinese spy. You, very simple. Uh, we found we were debriefed about a Chinese spy that was in uh, Swalwell's on Swalwell's team. She was a bundler. We were disturbed by it. So we put him on the Intelligence Committee. Yeah, well, here's what she's not telling you. 
the Intelligence Committee is the hardest committee in all of the House to get on, Brian. Uh, there is no steering committee. You are handpicked by either the speaker or the minority leader. Uh, and I think what your listeners also need to know is no member of Congress ever undergoes a background check. So, I mean, the election is the background check. So if you if you went right now, Brian, and tried to get even the lowest level security clearance to look at something, you're talking about the longest document you've ever filled out. They're going to go back and interview your neighbors and friends from college, none of which happens to members of Congress. So, number one, no background check. Number two, you are on a committee every Monday night. Every Monday night, we had this folder laying on our desk with the most sensitive information that anyone in the U.S. government can look at. And she means to tell me that of the entire universe of Democrat members of the House, the best she could come up with was Eric Swalwell, and she knew when she put him on the Intelligence Committee that he had a, let's just go with the word, relationship with a Chinese spy. And that's still the best person she could find? Uh, I agree. (laughs) I know it's rhetorical. Uh, but I, I would also say this, say this. She came back and she says uh, that leadership, Republican leadership, found out the same time as we did. Cut 19. It's unfortunate that Mr. McCarthy is trying to make an issue of this when his leader, we all found out at the same time, the Republican leadership and that, that, that several members had been approached. Hmm? Were you briefed on this? We, we were all at the same moment, the House Republican and Democratic leaders and the uh, leadership of the committee were briefed at the same moment. Is um, that that would be Paul Ryan, right? Um, or, or yeah, it'd be Paul back then. But there are very few things I can tell you with absolute certainty. Uh, number one, Dallas is going to lose the next game they play. Absolutely. And number two, uh, Kevin McCarthy didn't know about it. Uh, Devin Nunes certainly did not know about it. Now, whether Adam Schiff knew about it and still had him sitting right beside Schiff, Swalwell was right beside him for two years questioning Jared Kushner and Hope Hicks and Donald Trump Jr. about their ties with Russia. And the irony – I mean – Brian, I listened to one of those two guys, either Swalwell or Schiff one, asked Jared Kushner a question that required Jared to remember something from when he was seven years old. That's how far back, because I remember Jared's answer being, you know, I was in elementary school when that happened. So, no, I don't have any knowledge about that. But all the while, Swalwell is, let's just go with in a relationship with a Chinese spy. So, Look, Paul never said a word to me about it, and we talked about almost everything when he was the speaker. I'd be shocked, right. shocked if Republicans knew about that. You were on the were you on the Cong- Congressional Select Intelligence Committee? I was. So I you have deeper. You had deeper clearance in this. Oh my heavens! I sat across from the guy for two years. You know, Paul put me on the Intelligence Committee my last term there. He didn't know it was going to be my last term, but he put me on the Intelligence Committee. I'll tell you right now, Brian, I think there were 74 members that wanted that slot, um, including a a guy named John Ratcliffe, who uh, later got it and would have been phenomenal, probably should have gotten it over me, quite frankly. But so it's handpicked. There is no extra background check at all. 
There's no background check for members of Congress, but you have access to – I cannot tell you how sensitive the information is. You've got to leave your phone outside. You can't take your phone into a skiff. We met more than any other group, and, and, and we were constantly warned about new faces in our lives and people coming up to us at airports. And meanwhile, this guy who is questioning everyone in Russia and then go leaking to Politico knew that he had – I'm still going to go with relationship – a relationship with a female <laughs> Chinese spy – uh, it, it, just the duplicity of questioning Jared Kushner about something when he was seven, when seven months prior to that, Swalwell was cavorting with a Chinese spy. Yeah, and he says, that, well, that's what happens when you take on the president. You get this story leaked. It should have been confidential. So he's trying to oh, well, deflect. That, hey, hey, hang on a second, Eric. Those are two different issues. Number one, the leaking, and I've never met a Democrat. Uh, that was offended by a leak. Uh, let's skip the leak and just go back to what you did. I mean, leaks leaks are irrelevant if you didn't commit the underlying conduct. So I'd like to know, Eric, about your relationship with her. And I'd like to know, uh, I mean, the relationship, when did it start? How did it start? I mean, Swalwell should be smart enough to know that any time a woman comes up to him and expresses a romantic interest, something's up. He he just should be smart (laughs) enough to know that. Yes, I think (laughs) you should be self-aware enough to know. You've heard me say many times, I do think there are certain jobs Americans aren't willing to do. And that's apparently one of them. Well, that's why a Chinese person. But she did bundle. She did. By the way, is it amazing to you that they're training teenagers to come into our colleges or your people in their 20s and become sophisticated spies like this and target people that they claim are going to be impactful Democratic politicians? And in her case, it paid off. He ends up on the Intelligence Committee. But where did she get the money? How does somebody who's a college student go bundle money? Did she get any Chinese money? I mean, I like to find out what her checking account was like and where she deposited things. It does not surprise me at all because uh, we have uh, constantly believed that China was the greatest threat that we face. I mean, that's not to say that Russia and others are not threats, but but I remember Johnny Ratcliffe saying that even recently, and he was ridiculed by Schiff and Swalwell and others. I mean, just I mean, think now on the irony of Swalwell ridiculing others for thinking China was a threat when he knew good and damn well that the FBI had conducted a defensive briefing on him because he let his guard down and began a relationship with the Chinese spy. And that doesn't even get Brian. I mean, go compare. I'd love to see the defensive briefing they gave Eric Swalwell versus the one the FBI did not give Donald Trump. Remember? Yeah. I mean, I'd love to see how much specificity they went into with Eric Swalwell, who's a low-level member of the House, versus what they gave mm-hmm. Donald Trump. But how unself-aware, how, how un, is this a word, unself-aware, is he? This guy thought he was going to be president. This guy thought he had so much momentum and popularity, he's going to be president of the United States. That went well. So yeah, yeah, well, I I will say this. I mean, if it had not, he was only millions and millions and millions of votes away from winning. Exactly. So, which means it could have happened. Uh, he got the same number of delegates that you and I got. Exactly. That helps him. Right. Um, so, Trey, a, a couple other things. Uh, John Radcliffe and Rick Grinnell had something in common. They both agree this is the tip of the iceberg. They also they got access to that intelligence in that position and came out 
unbelievably alarmed about what China was up to. We don't know exactly what they saw, but I sense a lot more is coming forward. Why else would Radcliffe write that editorial and do some follow-up interviews? I mean, they're, they're thinking long-term infiltration of American society. We're caught up in the South China Sea. They're here already. I would be for banning them from using our colleges. Until further notice, those 325,000 Chinese college students, please go home. Uh, Radcliffe is, if anything, understated. Um, the What it takes to get him, I mean, just to write a thank you note is a lot, much less an op-ed. So when he's writing op-eds and he's on television, which he rarely does, Brian, he rarely does TV, you know that he believes in his well of souls, and there's no one who sees more intelligence than the director of national intelligence. Right. No one. And he's got China at the top of our list. Uh, so, you know, think back, Hunter Biden email, you got Schiff and others saying this is Russian disinformation. I mean, they want to talk about Russia all the time. They don't want to talk about China. And now we have a little better idea of at least why Swalwell would not want to. That's right. We've got a couple other uh, topics. Number one, the investigation going on into Hunter Biden. And, and you know what these means. And you could uh, look, go inside uh, what they're saying. There's two separate ones that they now confirmed. The Manhattan prosecutors are looking into Hunter's international financial dealings going on for about a year. They say he's implicated, not targeted. The other one, investigation, they serve subpoena on Hunter, seeking detailed financial information in connection with criminal tax investigation. Uh, by that U.S. attorney in Delaware. So why are we learning about it now? Why did they come forward with it two days ago? Oh, Brian, think about all the investigation. I mean, Eric Trump was on the front page of the New York Times because he's being deposed by the by the New York Attorney General. You've got the New York Times writing about these pay-for-play pardon schemes. That's supposed to be under investigation. I mean, when's the last time an investigation into a Democrat was leaked? So, yeah. so here's my question. Is the FBI and DOJ just not leaking? On, on those? And, and, and make no mistake, I'm not a fan of leaks and ongoing investigations, period. But I'm really not a fan of just targeting your political enemies when you do it. So did the New York Times not ask? They're DOJ, they've got better DOJ sources uh, than you and I do. The New York Times, think about all the DOJ FBI stories they have broken or that those two entities have planted in the New York Times. Not only didn't they report it, they froze the story. They diminished Uh, the story. They uh, said it was uh, Russian disinformation. And the only story they wrote was the drama within the New York Post newsroom about whether or not to print the story. So six weeks ago, it's so laughable, you can't even share it on a social media platform. And now, lo and behold, we find out not only is it not laughable, they're sending grand jury subpoenas, and they have been for uh, since well before the election. So, look, if, if you want a glimpse into why President Trump's supporters – are so um, – I mean, he has an intensity level I've never seen in politics. It is because his detractors have that same intensity level. That's why. So, Trey, uh, the other thing is, is uh, the uh, father, the younger brother is involved with uh, two other scams he's being looked at, taking loans for a failed company that's got a people uh, suing them for ethics violations and other things. So this guy's in trouble. Bob Alinsky going to sit down with Tucker this weekend. He's going to give specifics. Why didn't William Barr say something in the spring? Why did he go out of his way not to uh, put this into the bloodstream? He's not supposed to. I mean, I, I know I know that is an unsatisfactory answer for most of your listeners, but 
you really, if you are a serious prosecutor or a serious FBI agent, um, you know, number one, you're presumed innocent. Number two, you're not even supposed to conf- – when I was there, Brian, you could neither confirm nor, the den- nor deny the existence of an investigation. Okay. You couldn't even say whether or not one existed. So my guess is Barr's trying to play by the rules in, in, in a, you know, on a playground where nobody else is playing by the rules. So uh, uh, that's why I think he did not do it. Uh, you know, my question to the New York Times is you seem to find sources about everything else. I mean, they put Donald Trump's tax returns on the front page of the New York Times, right? So so where where did you get that? Oh, by the way, that's also against the law. So if you're going to hit your sources up for investigations about Republicans, is this the first time New York Times you heard that any of the Bidens were under investigation. I tell you what, I can't wait for Brian. Mm-hmm. I hope you can't wait for it either. And that's the confirmation hearings for Biden's AG. <laughs> I can't wait to right. see uh, what assurances Republican senators make, whoever that is, right. about special counsel or the independence of these investigations. Lastly, real quick, there's 19 states uh, along with 106 uh, Republican congressmen and House members who are backing up the Texas suit suing the four states for screwing up the election. The, the Jonathan Turley called it a Hail Mary pass. What does Trey Gowdy call it in terms of having a chance to be heard from the Supreme Court and then having success there? I think the Supreme Court is going to say they lack standing, uh, and I think they're going to say they lack standing because these rules were in effect before the election. Um, and I don't think the, new, uh, the Supreme Court wants to take the case. I, I think it is fascinating when you think about the fact that each state gets to set its own election laws, but what you do in one state impacts um, the presidency for all of us. So it is a fascinating legal issue. My guess is the Supreme Court wants nothing to do with it, and they're going to say you should have filed this suit as soon as those laws or regulations were enacted, not after the result came, if you did not like the result. All right, Trey, uh, the, the name of his book is Doesn't Hurt to Ask. Trey, you do a great job filling in at night. Uh, I could see you were pumped up today. You're the hardest working man on Fox. This right? is not work. <laughs> I know, but you're, you're, you're everywhere, man. Uh, you are everywhere, and you are so good to those of us that, that aren't real good at it but trying to get better. There, there really is no one that's more encouraging and the Fox family, the Brian Kelly. All right, you're now my favorite legal analyst. You, you were third, <laughs> but now you're first. Trey Gowdy, thanks so much. See you, man. Bye-bye. Uh, back in a moment. Giving you everything you need to know. It's Brian Kilmeade. Living the Bream is a podcast hosted by Fox News Channel's Shannon Bream, sharing inspirational stories, personal anecdotes, and an insider's perspective on actions and rulings from the high court. Subscribe and listen now by going to foxnewspodcasts.com. America's listening to Fox News. The talk show that's getting you talking. You're with Brian Kilmeade. The increase of proliferation of Chinese assets in our country, that's what we should be focused on. This is not a partisan issue, Democrat or Republican. I can't believe that any member of Congress, Republican or Democrat, would openly avow and want to work with the Chinese asset. But I hope we get to the bottom of the small wealth thing, and I hope more importantly, we focus on the number of Chinese assets here in our country, and we act as an American government to stop it. Uh, that was Harold Ford, Democrat, saying that he's upset about the China situation. And, and by the way, Chuck Schumer used to be incensed about China. And Chuck Schumer thought Republicans would be too easy on China. And then when the president started taking on China, uh, he kind of went silent, then became a critic again. Just shows he has uh, no true beliefs and no core. 
but we should be on the same page. When you sending over teenagers as spies to get into our colleges and befriend politicians through an internship program, that shows how aggressive they are. They're not just trying to harass our ships in the South China Sea and just steamroll Hong Kong and maybe Taiwan. John, listening on 9, 10 a.m. in York, Pennsylvania. John. Yeah, hi, hi Brian. Great show. Yeah, well, uh, Trey Gowdy just said there that uh, the Supreme Court won't hear it because you wouldn't bring it the case first. But actually, our, we did try to bring the case uh, out of Pennsylvania, but Robert said nothing happened yet. So that, that, doesn't, you know, that doesn't really jive to me. I'm glad Texas is bringing the case, and a lot of states are joining it. Florida did it right. That's what we wanted to do. Our legislature said, let's get these ballots in before yes. Election Day. Right? You know what I mean? And I don't know, Barr, he said he doesn't want to interfere, but did he? Did we just, like, elect a guy that's a crook? You know, maybe he should have jumped in there. And just one more thing quick. Hey, uh, the Constitution does have a remedy for this kind of thing, and that's like it goes to the Congress and you're back to your legislature. So... Yeah, we'll see. Uh, the Supreme Court is going to decide where this goes. Brian Kilmeade Show. From the Fox News Podcasts Network, download and listen to The Untold Story with Martha McCallum. The host of The Story on Fox News Channel sits down with major newsmakers each week to get their untold story. Subscribe and listen now by going to foxnewspodcasts.com. Live from the Fox News Radio Studios in New York City, fresh off the set of Fox and Friends, it's America's receptive voice, Brian Kilmeade. Yup, that's me, Brian Kilmeade, coming to you from New York, heard around the country, heard around the world. This is the Brian Kilmeade Show. Or rather, at some point today, Peter Wood will be with us. You may not know him, but you know his book, 1620, A Critical Response to 1619. We have to start pushing back and defending our own history. And not that we're ever perfect, but there was a reason why we have founding fathers. And I'm reading this other story that Thomas Jefferson and George Mason are going to be take, taken off elementary schools in Virginia, two of our founding fathers, because they had slaves. Everyone knew they had slaves when they built the school. We're not waking up to the fact that there was slavery in America and around the world at that time. I mean, I'm telling you, this is a five-alarm fire, uh, five-alarm fire on our history, and we'll talk about that. And that's why I thought it was important to bring this story out and this book forward. So you have something to defend yourself with if you have some young people at your holiday celebration, wherever it is. So let's get to the big three. Now with the stories you need to know, it's Brian's Big Three. Number three. The relationship, when did it start? How did it start? I mean, Swalwell should be smart enough to know that any time a woman comes up to him and expresses a romantic interest, something's up. (laughs) That is the line of the century. Russian attack dog, prolific leaker, and embarrassingly failed presidential candidate, Eric Swalwell, compromised by a Chinese spy, is still on the House Intelligence Committee. Has he already sold out our country? And why is his party still behind him? Number two. The FDA informed Pfizer that they do intend to proceed towards an authorization for their vaccine. So in the next couple of days, we should be seeing the authorization of this first vaccine. And we will work with Pfizer to get that shipped out. We could be seeing people getting vaccinated Monday, Tuesday of next week. How long have I been waiting to hear that soundbite? I know you too. It's here. The vaccine basically approved just in time as cases and deaths rate soar. While small business battles to stay afloat and while inept political leaders are slowly blocking their path. Number one. 
it's important that we've learned the truth about what's actually going on with Hunter Biden, but we've actually learned a really important lesson about how irreparably corrupt our media is. And now they're pretending like it all never happened, like it's somehow news to them that Hunter Biden's under federal investigation. Yeah, I mean, it's, it's the, the oldest news story not seen or told. Hunter Biden, you're not alone. Now it seems Uncle Jimmy is also a target of your investigation as multiple probes are revealed. But why now? How is this acceptable? What about the outrage? So what's going on? I'll tell you specifically what's going on. Confirmed by the transition team, it looks as though what we knew about, what the New York Post wrote about, what the emails showed us, was that Hunter Biden is a mess. Guy's crackhead, a lot of people uh, addicted to drugs. I'm not judging him. I'm telling you, that plays into all this. Hunter Biden is the same guy that left his wife for his wife's widow. Then he goes with her. Then he goes down with a prostitute. Then he disappears when he signs up for the military because he fails a drug test. And that's the one that the Biden family is counting on to do international business deals. You can't make it up. And But we didn't. One investigation that has been confirmed because they served Hunter uh, a subpoena seeking detailed financial information in connection with criminal tax investigation by the U.S. attorney in Delaware. Question is, is that U.S. attorney going to get fired? Because they're all usually released uh, released when the new president comes in, if, in fact, there is a new one. Manhattan prosecutors also looking into Hunter's international financial dealings, going so far, uh, going back at least a year. He's implicated but not targeted. That's the term they used. Hunter uh, says he was an advisor of the probes, and his lawyer told him he's, not legal, uh, he's handling everything legally and appropriately. Uh, but now we know there's ties to Ukraine, Kazakhstan, Russia, and China, at least. That's the guy you put your money on. Uh, now, just real quick on Joe Biden's brother, Jimmy. Uh, two hosp- uh, hospitals operated by AmeriCorps were raided by FBI agents earlier this year over allegations of gross financial mismanagement and complaints that it was not running hospitals in a manner that's consistent with public safety and welfare. Really, the co-creator of Obamacare has got a brother that doesn't know anything about health care. James Biden has been described as a partner or principal. Uh, in a political report from September, several sources claimed that Joe Biden's brother transferred money uh, into his personal account uh, for personal loans. Sounds like a great guy. Geraldo Rivera joins us. Geraldo, you know big business, you know small business. This sounds like shady business. Well, uh, you know, the, the, what strikes me really is the fact that the story's been around for so long and the big media has made it's taken pride in ignoring it. And you try to figure out why. Why is this is a legitimate story? It involves uh, people in very close to the lever, levels of uh, levers of power. Uh, it impl- implicates American foreign policy in some of these uh, reports. Uh, you know, how, how is it that this story hasn't been a bigger story? When the New York Post broke the story of the Hunter Biden computer, why were they alone? Why wasn't the story picked up? Why hasn't it been in the pages of the New York Times? If you look at the New York Times today, today, despite everything, there's no mention of Hunter Biden that I can find. Uh, you know, it is quite extraordinary uh, that uh, you've had this, uh, this, this very blatant uh, editorial decision made in the highest levels of big-time media – to ignore a story to advantage one candidate, now president-elect, 
and disadvantage the other, the 45th president, Donald Trump. Well, you know why. We never saw in our lifetime. And my analogy was we didn't hold back on the Bush DWI story just because an election was days away. We didn't hold back on the Access Hollywood story, even though it was a month away. They didn't hold back on the Hillary Clinton, Anthony Weiner laptop story, even though it was a month away. You might not like how he did it, but it's not up to investigators to check the calendar for the news to find out when the election is. Just find out. We just want to find out what these men and women are about before we vote for them. Why is that up for discretion? Your, your question, very, very prescient. You want to find out who these men are about. But the pe- people have made, the people in the media, big media, have made that judgment already. They know good old Joe Biden, uh, eight years uh, sidekick to the president of the United States, uh, never, uh, you know, embarrassed uh, the nation, as far as we know, uh, all those years in the Senate. Uh, you know, there's a feeling that his he is a person who's fragile, uh, older now, and to be protected. Plus, he was the anti-Trump. Uh, he was the only Democrat they could rally behind. We had the far left uh, within but, the Democratic But would you have Party felt that way if that story was out? And you, you weren't as well-read as you are. Would you have no, felt the I, same way? I, yeah. back, I backed uh, Trump, remember. I, I saw through this. I, I, I didn't want uh, – you know, I understood the – that Hunter Biden was not his father. I understood as the father of five how you're only as happy as your unhappiest child. Uh, you have a screw up child, a crack addict, thrown out of the military. Imagine how uh, hugely embarrassing that must have been to uh, uh, to Dr. Jill and uh, and uh, Joe Biden uh, to have uh, him uh, screw up so bad that he got thrown out of the service. Uh, it, it, that he hooked up with hookers and uh, you know get, get impregnated a hooker. Uh, you know, that's that's hard. And, and uh, you know, hanging out at the stripper poles and, the, you know, that's a it's a and then it pals around with the president. Uh, the vice president goes to China with him on Air right. Force Two and then comes back with multimillion dollar deals. And it's just I, I, I shudder to think and I've tried to resist believing that Joe Biden knew all of the nefarious doings. And of, now, you uh, know, he knew. Nefarious doings. Now it appears. Bobolinsky said it. He knew. Bobolinsky said uh, it. They met. Jill Biden also. Jill must have known. Uh, Mom must have known. She like uh, she had to know where her son was making the big money. Just uh, just let me can I refresh your memory? The the in the emails, Hunter Biden talks about setting up an office for Jill and Joe after they're done. He talked about to his daughter, "I will never put this type of pressure on you that they put on me. You will never have to worry about financing me." Just to paraphrase, and he talked about setting up offices for them as he runs this stuff. This is the easiest untold story that's not been told ever. It's in writing. I'm not. I don't need to catch up with the source. The Bobolinsky sat down and Hunter wrote it out, and then they got tapes emerge where he t- uh, opens his spleen up about how his partners were arrested, how the billionaire Chinese source has disappeared, and they're going to be coming for him. This is on tape, but no one cared about it. Well, now they better care because this is the president-elect of the United States on January 20th. He's going to be sworn in. Obviously, I mean, there's a bitter irony that like the Trump administration, the Biden administration is beginning under this cloud, under investigation. Now, is Joe Biden's political fate tenuous? I mean, uh, are we talking a 25th Amendment situation here? Uh, Is is Kamala Harris going to be the president of the United States before 
you know, we expected. Uh, you know, this is this is the country is riled up enough. The country is divided enough. I I rue what I perceive to be some rocky roads ahead. Brian. Well, I, I would just say this, and I said this to you last night with on Martha's show. Uh, Geraldo, you outdressed me, wore a tie. I had no idea that I'd be going up against a man <laughs> as sexy as you, uh, dressed to the nines, uh, fresh off the five. I I had worked out, changed, got my makeup off, redid my hair, had my butler do it. I don't really do anything for myself. But uh, real quick, uh, I believe the country will come together if the Republicans get the Senate because they're going to be forced, Stephen, to get a nominee confirmed to do deals. Immigration well, and Social I am, Security, all in. Uh, I think, can get done. And they'll say, hey, constituency, I had I'm, no choice. I want the Republicans to, to retain the Senate. It's the check and balance we all need. If it doesn't go that way, it's going to be a total chaos, a careening train uh, heading to Never Never Land. Uh, but, uh, you know, the it's quirky. You don't know, how, is the president of the United States an effective campaigner in Georgia? Uh, people more likely to vote for the Republicans or are they more likely to stay home because of the controversy involving the election? The president will by then, by January 5th, almost certainly have lost the uh, Supreme Court case, uh, the long shot uh, Hail Mary case. Uh, you know, so it's it's going to be a, a rocky period. I mean, we're we're only uh, and in the midst of it all, at least we're getting the vaccine. Thank God they've started, uh, or at least on yeah. Monday, we'll start vaccinating Americans. So that's one thing that will relieve some tension. But my goodness, it's going to be uh, it's going to be a continuing war in Washington. That's for sure. Real quick, we got 90 seconds left. Joe Biden on a Zoom call with uh, concerned lawmakers and supporters about who he's nominating and who he's not. Cut 30. They've already labeled us as being defund the police. Anything we put forward in terms of the organizational structure to change policing, which I promise you will occur, promise you. Just think to yourself and give me advice whether we should do that before January 5th, because that's how they beat the living hell out of us across the country, saying that we're talking about defunding the police. We're not. We're talking about holding them accountable. Is he talking about, first off, your take on that, I think he's right. Number two, he was slow off the mark even addressing it. Number three, he's admitting that the state houses went Republican. He's admitting that the House result was a shock. He's also admitting the Senate, not getting the Senate right out is a stunner. But is he also saying that he lost? I think that what he's saying is be patient. After January 5th, we can unleash our defund the police policies, but keep it quiet now. Don't rile people up now. We've got two elections to win in Georgia, and then we can reveal uh, what we really have in mind for the cops. Uh, <laughs> I, it, to me, that was the, the most nefarious-sounding uh, uh, you know, piece of uh, audio I've ever heard come out of Joe Biden's mouth. It sounded it sound like, uh, you know, trust me, lay low, we'll unleash uh, the uh, the real program after the election. I didn't like I didn't like what I heard, Brian. Absolutely not. You find out that that undercurrent. You know, Joe, I'm not going to campaign. Tell you what I'm going to do. I'm going to avoid all tough questions, and and I'll win. And that's what it drives the president crazy. It may have, uh, Geraldo. I look forward to seeing you on the five tonight. <laughs> I'll be there. So as far as I know. <laughs> okay. <laughs> all right. You got to get that self esteem okay. up a little bit. You'll be there. Sound yeah, definitive. Right. Okay. 
All right, Geraldo Rivera, <laughs> thanks. I'll watch you on the five. When we come back, your turn, one 866 Then I welcome in Peter Wood, who wrote the book 1620, a critical response to the 1619 Project. Educating, entertaining, enlightening. You're with Brian Kilmeade. Fox Nation presents podcasts, Women of the Bible Speak. I'm Shannon Bream, host of Fox News at Night and author of the new book, Women of the Bible Speak, the wisdom of 16 women and their lessons for today. Subscribe now on Apple Podcasts, Spotify, foxnewspodcast.com, or wherever you download your podcasts. He's so busy, he'll make your head spin. It's Brian Kilmeade. I don't think James Biden is known as being a super successful international businessman, and and certainly nobody will accuse Hunter Biden of that. They were selling the Biden family name to the highest bidder. And that's one thing when uh, the vice president, your dad and your brother is out of office. But now uh, he's the incoming president. And they made it known to the entire world that the Biden family is for sale. That is a huge problem, especially after we spent four years being told that there was a Russian agent in the White House uh, because Trump made a joke about Hillary's emails. Yeah, because he says, hey, Russia, if you have any more emails, let us know. He was I actually talked to him in Scranton the next day. It was a joke. And now they're talking about the Joe and the Joe Biden implication, if you listen to Tony Bobulinski, and the Hunter Biden, if you listen to his tapes and read his emails, implying that his dad's a part of this. And then you find out that his younger brother is trading on the family name. We just never knew that before. Lisa, listening on KFTK in St. Louis, Missouri. Does anything change now, Lisa, in your eyes? Oh, I, I never listened to Fox. I had Christian friends that listened to it for years after watching the mainstream media. Now switching to Fox just in this election. This is absolutely rigged. It's ridiculous. They're lying to the American people. And I can tell you, I think the American people are going to rise up if, he, if Biden gets, gets the electoral vote. This is absolute ludicrous. Is there not one person, one honest man that will stand up and print the truth? I think they're afraid of being whacked. No, well, I don't, I don't think anyone's going to get killed. They just decided collectively from Twitter freezing the story and just trying to destroy the New York Post to the New York Times, Wall Street Journal, except for a couple editorials, and Washington Post ignoring the story. And then I could play you a montage, I'm not going to waste your time now, of how they ridiculed the covering of the story. And then we have Jeff Zucker saying it's right-wing propaganda. And now we find out there's legitimate investigations happening from the Department of Justice and from the FBI. Tony Bobulinski sat with the FBI for six hours and with Ron Johnson's group for five. What do you think he told them? Don't you believe they had some legitimate questions? They weren't just leaving them waiting in the lobby. Ray, listening in Houston, Texas. Ray. Hey, Brian. Uh, your interview with Geraldo, uh, well, congratulations. Uh, you aired Biden's confession that he lost the election. I don't know why Geraldo's not saying that, or did I miss something? Because I agree with you. I think he just admitted it. Sounds like it, doesn't it? It's it not, does. Yeah, What's Geraldo talking about? But he's actually Nothing right, too. He, should we say it after January 5th? You know what January 5th is. January 5th is the Georgia tenant, uh, Senate elections, and they're afraid if they say defund the police. That is the exact buzz term that has Georgians beside themselves. And if you start saying that as a Republican, you're going to start making traction. So that's true, too. But they got their butt kicked across America. 
The president won more states, by the way. Uh, he didn't get more overall votes, but he won more states. But he did so much better than any other Republican in our lifetime. It's hard to, for him to wrap his head around. He worse, lost to the worst candidate in our lifetime. And maybe perhaps he didn't. Get this and all your favorite Fox News podcasts ad-free on Apple Podcasts with Fox News Podcasts Plus. Just go to foxnewspodcasts.com for all the details. Information you want. Truth you demand. This is the Brian Kilmeade Show. I don't know if you heard about it. So far, just in the last few days, 18 states have joined the Lone Star State to defend the integrity of our elections before the highest court in the land. President Donald Trump deserves his day in court. Supreme Court. And that's what the president's hoping for. Uh, the Texas-led suit, uh, supported by 18 other states and 106 congressmen with an amicus brief filed, uh, believe as though the only thing they can do is ask the Supreme Court to hear their case that four states in particular screwed up this election, therefore hurting their rights and inflicting and hurting their constitutional rights. Kaylee McEnany weighed in last night. She has been uh, the warrior who's staying on top of this legally as well as from the campaign perspective, try not to breach the two. Cut 29. You know, you have an Erasmussen poll, 47% of the country saying something was not right about this election. Half of the country, 30% of Democrats, one in three Democrats, saying something was not right. And they all see the statistical anomalies that you've laid out. The fact that Joe Biden trailed Hillary in every metro except four, the four he needed in the key swing states. The American people deserve to be heard. These affidavits are real. The folks that you put on your program are real. And as this this uh, lawsuit very clearly says either the Constitution matters or it is a mere piece of parchment in the National Archives. Let's stand for the Constitution, allow these people to be heard. That is all that we are asking for is a day in court. Right. And that's what they're doing. And Missouri, Arkansas, Utah, Louisiana, Mississippi and South Carolina all joined uh, the other states. And after Texas put the appeal together just a few days ago and then word went out to the congressmen and women who's with me. Notably, Senator Cornyn and Senator Mitt Romney were confused about the whole lawsuit. They didn't want any part of it. Leadership has not signed on to, including Kevin McCarthy. Uh, but uh, the 106 Republicans, that's an impressive number. And you heard what the vice president had to say. Uh, they basically were... Um, uh, they basically believe that this election, because so many changed the rules and regulations leading up to this election because of the pandemic, or they had insidious intentions. That's why this this mail-in ballots came in so fast and furious in all these states. And that's why a big Trump victory ended up being a loss. And President Trump just can't understand it. Meanwhile, Rudy Giuliani says video shows and he now has proof that the Dominion system allowed the election officials to change votes. He say, of course, he's leading the president's legal team, but he's been hospitalized with coronavirus. 
said Giuliani had retired Colonel Phil Waldron present as a cyber. He was a he's a cybersecurity expert. He discussed irregularities. He said he discovered as well as video where a county election supervisor demonstrated security flaws in the Dominion computer system by showing how it could be used to switch votes or fill in fill in blank ballots. All right, we'll see. Uh, Georgia Senate race, they got to straighten it out by then. Nearly 90% of black females of, uh, voters in Georgia said, according to a survey by Hit Strategies, they said they're likely to vote in the Senate runoff election. That's why this is a dead heat. Traditionally, uh, African-American women vote Democrat, and you have two Democrats. One lost by 88,000. That was Ossoff, and also lost a congressional race two years ago. And then you had the other Senate race that if you combine Collins and Loeffler— you have 44,000 uh, 44, more votes than Warnock. And they're both left-wing guys. And, one, and both left-wing guys. To me, the people of Georgia, there's no Joe Manchin there that making this hard. To me, if you're listening to me on WSB or some of the Georgia stations and Marietta and others that were lucky enough to be carried on, please, understand what you're voting for. There's no nuance here. Not at all. So the other the other news that we have we haven't discussed yet is the vaccine. So the vaccine is going to be available as, as early as Sunday, probably as late as Monday. I'm really impressed with the way they have it out, the way they plan on using the private public sector, using FedEx planes as well as military vehicles as UPS and others. And they're going to be delivering this vaccine to the hospitals. From there, it's up to the governors, hospitals and mayors to coordinate if the wheels come off. These per these local politicians have to take responsibility for it. I hope CVS, Rite Aid, uh, other pharmaceutical companies near you are prepared to help. So once the people, first responders can get it, once we get the doctors all taken care of, once we get the nursing homes all set, and, you know, in Florida they think they can get this done in a week. Every nursing home per- that wants it, every person in the nursing home that wants it can get it. And once those people get it, I want to see if we're going to be able to go to – Right down the block. Okay, I'm going to get just like I get my flu shot, just like I get my blood pressure taken if I choose to do it. Just when you go in there, you go in the back and you see with the vaccine. And I'll think I like to choose AstraZeneca, 34% effective. You may like that concept. Maybe you could study a little bit about the Pfizer, which is coming out first, and Moderna, which is coming out second. And then fourth is going to be the Johnson and Johnson. I think they may have had a hiccup, but all I know is in a time where everything's politicized, good guys and bad guys, you have to give. This admiral credit, you have to give Secretary Azar credit because they kept their cool under pressure. They were tasked with the impossible in the spring and they made it possible in the winter. Cut nine. When will the first American outside of a trial get this vaccine? Well, George, I've got some uh, good news for you here on Good Morning America. Just a little bit ago, the FDA informed Pfizer that they do intend to proceed towards an authorization for their vaccine. So in the next couple of days, probably, as we work to negotiate with Pfizer, the information doctors need to prescribe it appropriately, uh, we should be seeing the authorization of this first vaccine. And we'll, as you just said, we will work with Pfizer to get that shipped out. And so we could be seeing people getting vaccinated Monday, Tuesday of next week. How great would that be? We already covered uh, the British woman, the 90-year-old that got the vaccine, left the hospital. You know, I heard there is between shots. I heard the second shot. You might have some after effects of running a fever. I'm fine with that. If I know I'm getting immune to it and get back to life as we know it, I'm all for it. Cut 10. 
There was really good discussion at the advisory committee yesterday, especially around issues of these uh, allergic reactions we saw in the United Kingdom. So to put the appropriate language in there that the FDA is considering, also what's called a fact sheet for doctors that's really an important part of just getting the doctors exactly the information they need so that as they work with their patients, they can make a very informed decision. So it's very close. It's really just the, the last dotting of I's and crossing of T's. It's one of the great moments that we're going to remember in America. Not like killing bin Laden. That was the greatest modern American moment. But this, we'll look back once we get through it with 3,000 dead a day. New record yesterday and the day before. Not You can't really high-five yet, but knowing that it's there. And then when our turn is up, when we, our number is called, I'm going. Stacy, listening in California. Hey, Stacy. Hello? Stacy, what's on your mind? Yes, hi, Brian. Um, I just want to say that I don't want to hear from um, Adam Kinzinger, Ben Sass, and now Geraldo, you know, who makes it sound as if Hunter Biden is some abuse kid, you know, so nobody else is fighting for us except the president. So maybe they can start talking about the good things and be on our side for once. Yeah, well, I think Geraldo is – I don't know if he was saying that or if he expressed himself clearly enough. He know, He just wants to see the link. That's why I added to the story, the link to Joe. So, for example, we know Roger Clinton was a mess. We know that Billy Carter was a mess. Uh, we know that um, a lot of times the Reagan kids were saying bad things about their dad. Uh, they disagreed with them. You know, it's a bit of an embarrassment. I know they were fine with him, I guess, in the big picture. Uh, we know that there are problems in families, but all I care about is how it links to the candidate. And there's a link to the candidate. So Hunter Biden, obviously your mom dies at a young age. It's hard. But most people listening to me right now have trials and tribulations that affect you. How you deal with that is one thing. I'm not judging him. I just would not to give the keys to the family to him. And it seems as though from what we can see, they banked on him while everybody else stayed in the in the public sector. They banked on him to cut these deals. And they were terrible deals that he knew nothing about. And they all fell apart, and two of his partners are in jail. And he in an email to his daughter, he talked about the pressure his dad put on him and that he would never put that same pressure on her. Excuse me, that's the vice former vice president, and that in some circles is the people who looked at president-elect. It matters. Neil, listening in Cape Girardeau, Missouri. Hey, Neil. Um, okay, sorry about that. He was waiting a while, too. Uh, Phil, Doylestown, Pennsylvania. Hey, Phil. Hey, Brian. You know, I really think it's time for the shenanigans to end. And, and I, I respect you in that you're at times you're able to sort of stand aside from all the Trump just drinking the Kool-Aid constantly, right? And it's like the election's over. Giuliani has had his rear end kicked one side to the other throughout the country in terms of these lawsuits. We have never seen any evidence of election fraud, none. And now we have a corrupt Texas attorney general who's looking to get his pardon from President Trump for crimes that he's committed. And hey, he Phil. gets himself involved. Yeah, yeah so the, 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 you're right. He's had 50 challenges that haven't worked. I don't think he's got – I do not think the president's well served by his legal team. No question. But, but I would say no fraud, in all the – let me just finish. 
in all these yeah. states, there's problems. And, and all these states, do I think <laughs> it should balance the election? I don't know. But when you have when you have 250,000 write-in ballots, and next thing you know, you got 1.2 million. When you loosen the signature verification uh, in Georgia like it took place, when you throw out the envelopes in Pennsylvania that would have allowed them to compare the signatures, in all these signatures, in most of these cases, outside that Sidney Powell is doing her own thing. But in all these cases, they see merit. But they don't see enough. And if nothing else comes out of this, Phil, this is what I, I didn't see this clearly, but I see it now. If nothing else comes out of this, it's going to make Phil in Pennsylvania, who wants whoever this candidate is, who's going to say, excuse me, what system is this? This is Dominion system. Could you show me that this works? On the mail-in ballots, could you compare the signature? Because you could want AOC to get elected. You want to make sure your vote goes to the person you want. And if you could make these people accountable and educate the public about what needs to be done, like we got educated in 2000 about Florida and that we couldn't use the hanging chads anymore, if we could make our uh, our election system airtight domestically like we've made it internationally so the Russians and the Chinese and the Iranians and North Koreans were unable to penetrate reportedly, now we got to work out our own system. So the smallest county in the biggest city are responsible to get it right. Don't you could could you see that coming out of this? I what I can see is that in this era of technology that we live in, right? There's yep. no reason why people can't use their visual image of their face to Absolutely. vote using the phone. I mean, it, it, this whole system there's no reason why it can't be implemented, and yep. everybody should be able to vote from home or from a library or from wherever. You know, you don't have to physically show up at the polls on election day, so long as it's you who's casting the vote, and we use our technology to have a foolproof way where I can vote remotely, and that it's me, and they know it's me because it's my face that is confirmed when I when I cast my vote. But there is no case here. I mean, this is this has gone beyond ridiculous. It's time for someone on the Republican side, some commentator, other than Geraldo Rivera, who I really don't respect. I, I do I respect do. you. But well, but Phil, you know, let's see let's yeah. see what happens here. At the very least, let's see what these attorney generals say. If the Supreme Court doesn't take it, I'm gonna to talk to the president Fair tomorrow. Not. If the Supreme Court doesn't take it, I don't know if there's another page to this. So let's see what happens. Happen. The uh, Joe Biden's camp's got access to everything he wants. One, one of two things will happen. The Supreme Court either will not take it or they will slam the Trump side. I mean, that's, that's the only outcome. He, there's no way he'll win this case. There's no way. But, does, no but way. does some of these stories bother you? Do you dismiss all the personal stories where people say, I walked up and they them. say I voted already? Look, Giuliani could have brought whoever he wanted to Michigan. Who shows up with him at the hearing? Some drunk woman who can barely. She wasn't present. drunk. Yeah, I mean, she well, wasn't she drunk. Like she was. She <laughs> I don't think she was. Like she was. She's just. A, she's yeah. a little different. But she was ticked yeah, off. Yeah, and that's your best witness. Come on, Brian. Listen, you know, I I, I agree with you. Man. I agreed with you, Phil. It wasn't. It, it's not the dream team. You know, Rudy hasn't tried a case in 40 years. But he, and Sidney Powell's a joke. <laughs> She's a joke. But I would say I love the way Sidney Powell put – I would say that she put together oh a great case God. of her uh, – Lou Dobbs should just from, retire. Go find a golf course. I think retire. Lou Dobbs has some good points, and I think Sidney Powell did a great job with Michael Flynn. 
but she seemed to have gone off the reservation to the point where she got kicked off the legal team. Uh, Phil, we're about to get to some resolve. I will say this. Fundamentally, Joe Biden is the worst candidate I've ever seen. He didn't earn it. There's nothing he said that won it. Uh, And you had a president of the United States that got more votes than any sitting president ever. John, in the, uh, you know what? Hold on a second. We're going to take a timeout, come back well, with some more phone calls, one 408 7669 So from Orlando, Florida, to, uh, to Laughlin, Nevada, to Raleigh, North Carolina, we'll be taking all those stops when we come back on the Brian Kilmeade Show. Both sides, all opinions. It's Brian Kilmeade. It's the Hammer Time Podcast. Fox News Channel's Bill Hammer takes you one-on-one with engaging personalities covering the critical issues of the day. Find Hammer Time now by going to foxnewspodcasts.com. America's listening to Fox News. From his mouth to your ears, it's Brian Kilmeade. Uh, a couple of things, Allison, be, before I get to this. There's two. I, I never got this. I, it's so hard to shop for certain people. I'm getting two requests this year. Do you know what they are? I don't. Not from you. Not from me. You have never requested a gift. I have not. I'm getting people asking me for me to get them. I assume for free or wrap up for free. The uh, don't quit drink and the life back because they have kids. So have you ordered yours? Well, I, should, I think I should get it for free because they're advertisers on the show. Don't you think I should get it for free? You do have the connections. I, I brought up ice cream, an ice cream store, and I got free ice cream. From the Sisters Why of Why can't I get yes. don't, quit, the don't Quit Drink? I mean, you text with Jake all the time. I mean, are you afraid to just ask him for it? Because he does he's not so, like, like giving stuff away. No. Right. But at least I, I can get it at Walmart, but I, I can't even get a discount. And the <laughs> life fact for, uh, for people to keep in their kitchens – and it looks kind of cool. No, and, like I told you, I mean, it's the perfect gift for the person that has everything. And you're like, what do I get them? You get them that. Right. I, you know, no one's, no one's really, and no one's asking me for real gold and silver. They also are advertising. <laughs> but I think I, <laughs> That would be the better you, gift to ask for. Right. I know it would be better to ask for, but I can't get it. No, it's impossible to get a discount of gold and silver, right? Because gold and silver has got a fixed price, a fixed price. It does. But I mean, again, their advertisers are maybe just, you know, charm them, charm them a little bit. Right. I could always get the Super Beat soft shoes. Uh, John, you're listening in, in Nevada. Hey, John. Hey, how we doing there, Brian? Good. What's on your mind? Well, I just want to say this. We're all sitting here. We're all just watching, listening to the radio, watching TV, whatever. But we, we need to get into the fray. We have 17 states that are joining the state of Texas. We've got the president who wants to join the fight also to go to the Supreme Court. We out here who are literally sitting on our hands but would like to get into the fray, we need somehow to create a massive, massive group of people where we also join a lawsuit, the civilians who've been hurt by this vote, join a massive vote. Nevada was a mess. Nevada was a mess. I'm talking about Supreme Court. I know. But I mean, if you guys got it together, if you had a good governor that didn't just give everyone a ballot without asking, that might have been one that could have turned the election, at least get the electoral votes. The president really thought he was going to win Nevada. From the Fox News Podcasts Network, download and listen to The One with Craig Gutfeld, the co-host of The Five, like you've never heard him before. You know him, you love him, you want to be like him. Subscribe and listen now by going to foxnewspodcasts.com. 
from the Fox News Radio Studios in New York City, fresh off the set of Fox and Friends, it's America's receptive voice, Brian Kilmeade. Welcome back, everyone. It's the Brian Kilmeade Show. We have a, a big hour coming your way. Shannon Bream in about 10 minutes. Senator uh, Kennedy of Louisiana shortly. Uh, some other news to report, too. We've got the, uh, the vaccine all queued up. My goodness, and we maybe have the final attempt for the President of the United States to reverse this election. We'll see. 19 states, 106 Republican congressmen from the House and women have joined the president and said, we back you. Four states really screwed up this election, and we should not be forced to deal with their incompetence and unconstitutionality. That's the contention. Will the Supreme Court take it is the key. Uh, so we'll talk about that and take your calls, one 866 Two announcements. I'll be on Outnumbered at the top of the hour. So you see me on Fox Nation now. Uh, you saw me on Fox & Friends. Now I'm going to go on Outnumbered. No one's in studio. We're kind of separated. And then tomorrow I'll be recording an interview with the President of the United States in, at West Point. So that'll be great. I think it's his first in-person interview since November 3rd. And I only got 10 minutes, they said, but that's usually... He, that used, that's only one question. Hopefully I'll get him a little bit longer than that, and I'll see when I'm going to do it. We'll get some details. So let's get to the big three. Now with the stories you need to know, it's Brian's Big Three. Number three. The relationship, when did it start? How did it start? I mean, Swalwell should be smart enough to know that any time a woman comes up to him and expresses <laughs> a romantic interest, something's up. That is such a great, that is one of the best lines ever. Uh, that was said on our show, Trey Gowdy. Russia attack dog, prolific leaker, embarrassingly failed presidential candidate Eric Swalwell, compromised by a Chinese spy, is still on the House Intelligence Committee. He has already sold out our country. And why is his party still behind him? Number two. The FDA informed Pfizer that they do intend to proceed towards an authorization for their vaccine. So in the next couple of days, we should be seeing the authorization of this first vaccine. And we will work with Pfizer to get that shipped out. We could be seeing people getting vaccinated Monday, Tuesday of next week. That's Alex Azar, HHS secretary. It's here. The vaccine basically approved just in time as case and death rates soar while small business battle to stay afloat because inept political leaders are making this whole pandemic worse number one it's important that we've learned the truth about what's actually going on with hunter biden but we've actually learned a really important lesson about how irreparably corrupt our media is and now they're pretending like it all never happened like it's somehow news to them that hunter biden's under federal investigation it isn't. Sean Davis of the Federalist writing great stuff for Ben Dominici's uh, magazine. Hunter Biden, you are not alone. Now it seems Uncle Jim is also a target of the investigation. Has multiple probes revealed? Uh, now there's like four been confirmed. But why are we getting this now? How is this acceptable? I'll outline the outrage. And I see the lines are jammed to talk about this. Now, you know we talked about this here. You know that Tony Bobolinsky, I talked to people that know him he was enraged because he sat down with Joe Biden at the uh, Milken Center at the Beverly Hills Hotel. He has the date and time, and there are pictures, not with them talking, but at the same thing. He went into great detail. No one denied it. No one even brought the term Bobolinsky up to then-candidate Vice President Joe Biden. Now he's president. And the story comes out and been confirmed by the transition team. And, of course, they try to tap into sympathy by saying that, uh, excuse me, 
uh, that Hunter Biden's been through a lot. Uh, we're very proud of him. But he's got international business deals, these are my words, that might actually jail him, like his partners. The person he's dealing with in China has disappeared. He gave me a multi-million dollar diamond they never paid taxes on. Oops. And that's the whole thing I thought about. And I don't have any tax background, but I know that every time you get a check from somebody, you got to pay, you got to declare it if it's of substantial nature. And if you hear this millions of dollars being tossed around, even if you're trying to influence me, if I don't declare it, if I don't somehow or get tracked to me, if I haven't paid taxes on it, I can go to jail. And they may let you pay it back, but they may not with fines and everything. So if you're getting these millions of dollars and it doesn't want to go to Joe Biden or the big guy, that's how he's referenced in these emails or text messages directly, someone's got to have it and someone's got to pay taxes on it. You follow that money and then we find out if Joe Biden is just a guy earning a $200,000 salary at the age of 74 trying to do something for his country by stopping us from having four more years of Donald Trump. So what does that mean? It means the story was suppressed. It means when the New York Post wrote it, their account was frozen. And when you try to retweet it, your account was frozen. Same thing with Facebook. Same thing with YouTube. You couldn't hear about this story. More from Sean Davis. Cut five. It's important that we've learned the truth about what's actually going on with Hunter Biden, but we've actually learned a really important lesson about how irreparably corrupt our media is. For the purposes of stealing the election, they censored news they didn't like to favor their uh, their preferred candidate, and now they're pretending like it all never happened, like it's somehow news to them that Hunter Biden's under federal investigation. We've known this for weeks. We've known for months because we reported it back in May. Uh, that James Biden had been accused of fraud and racketeering, that the FBI had raided the offices of a company in which he's an investor back in January. And yet the corrupt media, for the sole purpose of getting their guy elected, suppressed and censored that information for months. And, and to me, that's almost as big a crime as whatever Hunter or Jimmy B did. Can you imagine if they found out that the Access Hollywood tape was out, but somebody wanted to make sure all the newspapers and magazines and outlets and networks wanted to make sure Donald Trump won, so they suppressed it? That would be a problem. Imagine if Hillary's emails were suppressed, but the New York Times carried it. They don't do that anymore. The Facebook was used by the Trump team in order to win. They were able to weaponize social media in an effective way. This time, it wasn't allowed. The NRA was able to get the word out. Suddenly, they were under investigation for tax evasion. NRA was uh, basically looked as impotent. So here's one investigation that's been confirmed on Hunter Biden. Served a subpoena seeking detailed financial information in connection with criminal tax investigation that by the U.S. attorney in Delaware, who could now be fired as Joe Biden takes over. The Manhattan prosecutor is also looking at Hunter's international financial dealings uh, going on for over a year. He's been implicated, they say, but not targeted. Hunter says he was advised of the probes into by his lawyer, and his lawyer told him he acted legally and appropriately. Good. Your attorney thinks you're innocent. I don't think that's ever happened before. All tried to keep it. They, everyone tried to keep it out of the public. The, the Department of Justice didn't say a word. That's uh, William Barr. Trey Gowdy says that's great. That's what the Department of Justice should do. The president probably won't see it like that. Meanwhile, the 2.8 carat, $80,000 diamond given to Hunter by since vanished Chinese energy tycoon is also said to be part of the ongoing tax fraud investigation. And what I also feel bad about is people like Johnny Paul Mac Isaac. He ran that computer repair shop, probably not making a ton of money. Well, for some reason, maybe he was on heroin or crack, Hunter Biden decided to get his laptops fixed at that place in Delaware. 
when he didn't pick it up or return calls, he looked at it. And he saw that there were some problems on that computer. There were some photos I'm not going to confirm there, but you might feel finding out about. But others showed pictures of him uh, smoking crack, doing terrible things. Also some emails. He contacted the FBI when he realized what he had. Contacted Rudy Giuliani when he never heard anything back. He is not a hacker. He is not a Russian agent as he's been accused. He's a guy that now had to shut up his sh- uh, shut his shop up because of so many death threats. And he's a guy who is rich in family history. Everyone has served in the military. He wanted to, but his eyesight was so bad. He said, it's the process is no different. What he did is not hack. He said he took what was on that computer and he put it onto a USB. The only difference is I had to perform some surgery on the back to get it to the point where I could recover the data. To imply that I'm a hacker, that information is hacked, has an irreversible impact on my business and his character. Why is he at fault? Answer is he isn't. Ron Johnson did an 87-page investigation. Had no idea that the FBI, Department of Justice, was doing their own. Cut to. I think the vice president has all kinds of legal jeopardy here. When they, if, if, if it's real, a true investigation, they're going to start opening up all these financial transactions. You know, we saw the emails where the big guy gets 10% of one particular deal, where Hunter's complaining about having to always uh, include his father and in, in a cut of whatever, whatever yeah, exactly. kind of income he's in. So, so th- this, is, this is very troubling, but that's where we published our report at the end of September, and the press, the media ignored it, and they had an enormous impact on our, on well, our elections. Yep. Uh, Clay, listen, in St. Augustine, Florida. Hey, Clay. Hey, Brian. Good morning. What's on your mind? Well, I'm upset about the Ben and Jerry's new flavor for Colin Kaepernick, where they specifically state on their uh, the CEO specifically states that it's to abolish the funds will be used to abolish and defund the police. And he goes on to say that he's proud of uh, Colin and using his voice to uh, protest racism, white supremacy and police violence. So I just wish that we would boycott uh, Ben and Jerry's ice cream if they're going to have this attitude about the rest of America. Yeah, I go for Sisters of Anarchy ice cream. They can pack it and send it around the country. They are listener of ours. They've been hurt by the pandemic and adjusted. Uh, Ben and Jerry's have a point of view. It's way to the left. Colin Kaepernick, for me, he's the worst activist ever. He takes a seat because he's bad. He evidently was pouting. Now all of a sudden he's standing up for criminal justice. And now all of a sudden people are taking a knee and saying he's a genius. We have not seen him. All I know is he's making more money not playing than he ever made playing. And now he wants to defund the police. Keep saying that. There won't be a Democrat elected. I appreciate it. Ben and Jerry's is not on my list of things to buy. When we come back, Shannon Bream joins us. We'll find out what ice cream she makes and what ice cream she eats. We're also going to find out about this investigation because she's got that legal term and also the pres- uh, that legal background. Also, the president of the United States has 19 states and 106 lawmakers behind him as they file a lawsuit against four other states who functioned ineptly on Election Day. Will the Supreme Court hear it? Will they win? Shannon Bream next. It's Brian Kilmeade. From the Fox News Podcasts Network. I'm Ben Domenech, publisher of The Federalist, and I'm inviting you to join a new conversation with the smartest thinkers out there about the country and where we're going. Subscribe to the Ben Domenech Podcast. Subscribe and listen now by going to foxnewspodcasts.com. A radio show like no other. It's Brian Kilmeade. 
But this has also never been done, uh, to have one state effectively litigate the failure of another state to apply its own laws. And the problem here is that the Supreme Court has long given great deference to state courts in the interpretation of their own constitution and laws. And these challenges have been rejected by the highest courts in each of those states. So there is a lot of baggage here uh, that is weighing down uh, this type of claim. So that is what Jonathan Turley said. And he said basically this is a Hail Mary pass. Now there's been more momentum behind it with 106 lawmakers. What does it mean legally? We have our own resident Supreme Court justice expert. She said she went to law school, had a great time. Uh, Shannon Bream. Hey, Shannon. Hey, Brian. How are you? I'm doing good. So what do you think of this this case? I mean, we're in no one predicted we were going to be here, that the president was going to have one have one pro, one state basically sue the other four states and bring it to the Supreme Court to referee. And now we got uh, 18 other states supporting Texas. What does it mean? You know what? I'm kind of surprised that one of the states didn't think of it before because it's the only one of the only ways that you can go straight to the Supreme Court is if there's a dispute between states. So it's a brilliant way to kind of skip over all the lower court stuff that takes time and effort and money and slows down a process where there really is not any extra time. Uh, Listen, Texas filed its final reply this morning. That means right now the justices have everything they need to make a decision, and they're actually in conference today, which they would have been anyway on this Friday. So you know they've got to be discussing it. Um, I predict by the end of the day we'll have a decision. Wow. I think there's a good chance. Wow, that would be unbelievable uh, if we had a decision by the end of the day. We understand the four states that are being, for lack of a better term, sued, called out. They're sued. They're asking the Supreme Court to dismiss it. Does that matter? Mm-hmm. Absolutely. And when I say a decision by the end of the day, what I mean is a decision about whether or not they're going to hear it or toss yeah. it completely. Then we'd have to see how it plays out. Um, listen, of course you would expect those four states to say that. They say uh, that collectively if uh, – Paxton, the attorney general down in Texas, gets what he's asking for. They say it will disenfranchise their 39 million voters in those four states that he's suing. His argument is, listen, you guys changed all the rules. The pandemic was exploited. You guys didn't follow the protocols of your own state laws and state constitution. And because of that, we don't know how many invalid votes may have been cast. And for every one of those that happens, you're disenfranchising voters in Texas and other places who voted legally and according to the law. So, I mean, he's got an argument. A lot of legal experts think it's not a good or strong enough one. I personally think the court doesn't is does not want to get involved in these election disputes. So I'd be very surprised, very surprised if they hear it. Um, But that's it's not impossible. So is there another move the president has after this that's foreseeable or logical? Uh, I mean, with the electors supposed to cast their votes next week, I mean, he's really running out of options. There is a state court case in Georgia. Now, again, that would take some time, but a lot of people think that is a strong one substantively because they actually outline specific cases they show of people who should not have been voting, whether they were underage or there was fraud. They say they've got enough there that would actually potentially affect the margin in Georgia in a way that could change the election. So we'll see. I think if they had more time, that could be a promising thing for the president and his legal team, um, because it is something that is is pretty fleshed out and documented Mm. and, you know, the whole nine yards, probably seen as one of the most um, substantive of all of the legal challenges we've seen around the country. But it would take time. And that's the one thing that the White House does not have left. So really, I think they're pinning all their hopes on the Supreme Court. 
Um, but I think that they know, and I'm sure the president has been counseled, that it's a very long shot. Uh, Shannon Bream, the other big story is Hunter Biden, the story that was uh, suppressed that uh, the attorney general knew about in the spring, did not come public with. Here's what Trey Gowdy said about the attorney general's decision. Why didn't William Barr say something in the spring? Why did he go out of his way not to uh, put this into the bloodstream? He's not supposed to. I mean, I, I know I know that is an unsatisfactory answer for most of your listeners, but you really, if you are a serious prosecutor or a serious FBI agent, um, you know, number one, you're presumed innocent. Number two, you're not even supposed to conf- – when I was there, Brian, you could neither confirm nor, the den- nor deny the existence of an investigation. Okay. You couldn't even say whether or not one existed. So my guess is Barr's trying to play by the rules in, in a, you know, on a playground where nobody else is playing by the rules. So do you, I guess you agree with Trey Gowdy, Shannon, but I don't want to lead the witness. Well, <laughs> I object. <laughs> I strenuously object. Uh, no, I mean, I think I think what he's saying is right. Here's the difference is that we saw so many times in the last four or five years when there was something going on that was detrimental to a Republican, somehow it leaked out. I mean, there was a lot of leaking. Um, and I think that the president's probably frustrated with Bill Barr that he didn't speak publicly about these things. But again, I think what you know Trey Gowdy said is there are rules and there are uh, guidelines that you're supposed to do so not to as to you know bias or uh, impact the election. Um, but there are a lot of people who say, listen, when there were folks out there saying, oh, it's Russian disinformation, this Hunter Biden thing is not a story, we're not going to report on it, it's insulting. Um, you know, I know that there are a lot of people who wanted the president to win who would have said, well, maybe he could have at least said something about, no, this isn't Russian dis- disinformation. But again, that would have involved leaking. And um, we see that happens a lot more on one side than it does on the other, though it happens on both sides. Unbelievable the amount of uh, unforeseen stories we see as the election continues to drag on. And January 5th is straight ahead. And the Hunter Biden scandal has been confirmed. Real quick, why why is he coming out now saying this, Hunter? Why are we now finding Why did he the confirm FBI the investigation? Why did the transition team confirm it? Why? Well, I... I don't know. I don't know if they're trying to take some wind out of the sails saying like, yeah, it's there, but I'm going to completely cooperate and I feel confident. I think his statement was that I'm going to be completely cleared on this thing. I think I think they know they can't deny it anymore. And gotcha. so might, might as well look like you're uh, participating and it's going to be fun. Shannon Bream, we'll see you tonight at 11. Jason in the House, the Jason Chaffetz podcast. Dive deeper than the headlines and the party lines as I take on American life, politics, and entertainment. Subscribe now on foxnewspodcast.com or wherever you download podcasts. The more you listen, the more you'll know. It's Brian Kilmeade. Look, yeah, the president's been ill-served by his lawyers, with all due respect. I mean, we saw that with Sidney Powell, who alleges a conspiracy that began in, uh, by Hugo Chavez in, in, uh, the, in Venezuela in, you know, in 2004. I mean, you know, the, 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 and these lawsuits, they're too little too late. The, the, who, why wasn't the, the Trump campaign legal team out there jumping on these things as they happen, or better yet, think ahead I know. and and make certain that you get confirmation in in, in front of a judge that that uh, that these procedures are going to be followed to the letter of the law when you have evidence that they haven't been pa- followed in, in, in past elections in, say, Fulton County or DeKalb County or Cobb County in Georgia.
Well, that is uh, Karl Rove. Down on the prospects of the president being able to pull out any type of reexamination of the election results. That was him earlier. And he was pulling for the president, worked hard for him, had some great strategies, and now is trying to convert both those Senate seats, keep those Senate seats red in Georgia on January 5th. Joining us now, uh, Senator Kennedy joins us uh, from Louisiana, from Washington, where they have not gotten any type of uh, help and no type of aid out to the people. They can't come together on a deal, it doesn't seem. But first off, Senator Kennedy, always great to have you on. What is your take on Karl Rove's take? I think the uh, the most recent suit by Texas and other states um, is, uh, is is very interesting. Uh, I mean, I say that as an attorney, but but uh, I mean, I, I I don't know. I wish uh, this had been done earlier. Uh, that's not a criticism, but. Um, the Supreme Court has, has got to hear the case in the sense that they've got to make a ruling because it involves their original jurisdiction. Um, I think the theory of their case that what happens in other states affects Texas and, and other states makes sense to me. I have never understood how it was possible for a state court – or an a an executive branch state official could change a state's election laws unilaterally without consulting the state legislature. I, I don't understand how that is. Pandemic. It's an emergency, they say. You you're the attorney, but it's an emergency. We have to get mail in voting. It's not safe to go to the voting booth. The president uh, spoke up about it and everyone said, Don't say that. You're you're stopping Republicans from showing up. But you guys won election day. But uh, and you did so well across the country, you just didn't doesn't look you look like it, it fell about six million short on the presidential uh, on the popularity and, and, if, and, you know, tens of thousands short in various battleground states. The president it just feels of the how could he lose to this guy? Well, look, the president is is uh, I know he's taken a lot of criticism, Brian. Uh, for for, uh, for offering his opinion, he has every right, as does any any American, to offer their opinion about the election results. He has every right to go to court. That does not degrade democracy. That elevates it. In America, when we disagree with an election, we go to court. We don't riot. We don't try to stage a coup. We go to court. That's why God made the U.S. Supreme Court. And and all I'm saying is that. Uh, just trying to be balanced here from a, you know, I, 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 in a prior life, I, I, I did a little law school teaching. Weren't I, you I a Democrat, it, too, I, originally? I, pres- I was years ago. And, but I think this presents a very interesting legal question to the Supreme Court. And I think the Supreme Court, I don't know what they'll do, but I don't think they're going to just, as some argue, just say, ah, oh, you know, scoff and laugh. I think they're going to take this seriously. I guess so. Here's Ken Paxton, the attorney general, put this together. Cut 27. Look, I don't know exactly how, what, what kind of schedule the Supreme Court's going to set, but I'm hoping it's, it's quick because I think America needs to get this resolved as quickly as possible. And we just want the opportunity to have our arguments heard because we think they're good arguments. They're based on the Constitution. And we think it's fair for all Americans to have this done well and to have it done soon. So he's kind of low, laid back, you know, they, but the attorney general is joined by 17 other, 18 other states and 106 lawmakers. You are not one of those lawmakers. Senator Cornyn and Senator Romney are flat out against this. 
are you and you know Kevin McCarthy is not uh, signed on to this either. Are you? Uh, were you asked no, to been, sign I've on? Been fully, I have been no, but I have been fully supportive of everyone's right to go to court, okay. and I will continue to be. All right. And 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 look, you could see this problem coming from a mile away. You could. The problem is, Brian, we didn't have an election day. We had an election month, and in some cases, I think they're still counting. And I'm not saying that that voting by mail is inherently fraudulent. But any fair-minded person would have to agree that if you want to commit fraud, it's a lot easier to do by mail than by in-person voting. Absolutely. And the, the analogy I use, I think it's perfectly appropriate. If, if, if I won the Powerball, would I mail in my ticket to collect my money or would I show up in person? Now, I think most Americans are going in person. Um, if if you ask people to take a drug test, do you let them mail in the test? <laughs> no, they have, they have to come in person, and and we, you know, you can see this coming a mile away, and and uh, we need to get it resolved so people will have confidence in the system. And I, the only way I know to do that fairly is through the court. So I'm supportive of anybody who wants to file a lawsuit. So this story emerges this week, confirmed by Hunter Biden, that he is being investigated domestically and internationally, as well as Joe Biden's brother, Jim. This, you saw this story frozen like nothing I've ever seen in my lifetime. And now it's unfrozen. And yet people still aren't running with it at any great rate. But it's going to be almost impossible to deny if the courts are taking over. Do you fault the Department of Ju- uh, the Attorney General for not saying the Department of Justice is doing an investigation into this in the spring when he knew about it. Here's what Trey Gowdy no, said. Do. You don't? Here's what Trey Gowdy I said. I do not. Why didn't William Barr say something in the spring? Why did he go out of his way not to uh, put this into the bloodstream? He's not supposed to. I mean, I, I know I know that is an unsatisfactory answer for most of your listeners, but— I just—I uh, guess I wanted to—as much as he wants Donald Trump to win— he is not going to be critical of the attorney general, and either you, Senator Kennedy. I agree with Trey. Look, look. That's, if Bill Barr had called a press conference and said, "Let me tell you what's going on," he would have been no better than Jim Comey. That's what Comey did, and it was wrong. When the FBI is doing an investigation, it's supposed to be kept confidential. It's certainly supposed to be kept confidential if it if it could impact an election. Uh, Jim Jim Comey didn't do that, and he was wrong, and I think Bill Barr was right here, and I know some people think it would have impacted the election, You know who's, and it would have. You know who's at fault here? The, the responsible, so-called responsible mainstream news organization yep. that, did, that, that did not report the Hunter Biden laptop top story. It was a legitimate story. Uh, they refused to report it. They put their thumbs on the scale. They ought to hide their heads in a bag. They said it was all Russian disinformation with no basis for saying that. And uh, uh, and we wonder they, – then they wonder, they ponder why the American people, regardless of their political persuasion, Brian, no longer have any confidence in the impartiality of many members of the mainstream media. Duh. 
<laughs> he has never been asked about Tony Bobulinski, who he met with at the Milliken Institute, the Beverly Hilton. He has never been asked specifically about these deals. He throws out statements that he knows nothing about it and then brings up the tragedies, legitimate tragedies in his life. But one has nothing to do with the other. Uh, the kid has clear. Well, sub- Mr. Go ahead. I was just going to say, bro, Mr. Biden needs to hit this head on. Now, he, th- these are the facts, I think. Uh, Mr. Biden, uh, uh, President Obama put Mr. Biden in charge of the foreign affairs of two countries, uh, Russia, uh, 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 China and Ukraine. And in both cases, these are facts. His son walked away with millions and millions of dollars worth of contracts. Now, the appearance is, I'm not saying it's the in actuality, but the appearance is that the American foreign policy could be bought. You just don't do that. And he and now we're learning more and more. We're learning about possible money laundering, yep. possible tax fraud. We're learning about possibility of his brother being involved in another deal. We learned that Mr. Hunter Biden received money from, from a Russian oligarch. Mr. Mr. Biden needs to address this head on. Otherwise, and 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 just come clean. I, I mean, I'm not saying that I'm not accusing anybody of anything. But this issue is not going to go away, even if, if many news organizations don't cover. It's not going to go away in the minds of the American people. I hope not. Uh, and it just doesn't seem right. I got to ask about something else that might be a little bit awkward. Sure. But they write a story in The New Yorker about Diane Feinstein, a committee in which you serve on. She's a ranking member of the Intel for now. Uh, in the Judiciary Committee. Here's what Dr. Mark Siegel said about this piece that showed that she gets confused a lot. She's about 90, and she's repeating the same story and asks the same question. Cut 12. Uh, th- I'm sorry, There's 32. a lot of things in this article deeply disturbing. You know, when she was grilling Jack Dorsey at a Judicial Committee meeting recently, she attacked him on this tweet, of President Trump's tweet. She asked him about it. She heard his answer, then repeated it exactly the same over again, as though she didn't remember that she had even asked it. And she's had multiple conversations, according to this article, with Chuck Schumer, Senator Schumer, who's been telling her, you're not really with it anymore. And apparently, she doesn't remember the conversations, and he has to come back and ask her all over again. Now, I'm not her doctor, and I liked her kindness at the judicial hearings, but they also sent an aide there to keep an eye on her. How bad is it? Well, let me say first, the reason that Senator Feinstein was forced to step down from her position on the appropriation, or rather the Judiciary Committee, has nothing to do with her questions, has nothing to do with her age. I'll tell you what it has to do with. Uh, The senator, in my judgment, from my experience, believes in in letting both sides have their say. And after the, uh, the, uh, the, the confirmation hearings, for Justice Barrett, uh, she congratulated Lindsey Graham for holding a fair hearing, which he did, that gave both sides their day in court. And for that, for, for, for just being civil, uh, she, she was torpedoed. And she's not the problem. She's the solution around here. That's what's behind all this. It has nothing to do with, with, with her. Senator Feinstein's in her 80s. Is she the same person she was when she was in her 30s? No. I'm not the same person I was when I was in my 30s. But, but let's don't kid each other. This was all about the far left didn't like Diane Feinstein thanking Lindsey Graham for a hearing that gave both sides 
an equal amount of time to make their points. So you think she's okay? You think she's okay? Yeah, absolutely. Absolutely. Um, and, and, and they're trying to cloud the issue. Oh, you know, Senator Feinstein doesn't know what day it is. That's all a bunch of bull. That's just a distraction. This is about the, the far left, the left of Lenin crazies, put a lot of pressure on, on Chuck Schumer, uh, who needs to eat more fiber, in my opinion. And he couldn't, he couldn't, he wouldn't tell them no. They demanded Senator Feinstein's scalp. And that's what this is all about. And what was her sin, Bert? Her sin was that she, she pointed out what the American people could see, that Graham conducted a fair hearing. He yeah. gave both sides equal, equal time. And that's the way it should be. I hate to tell you, even if it, if it is become President Biden and he puts up a uh, Democrat, I know you guys will be polite. I cannot say that what I've witnessed yeah. over the last few years, I would say for a Democrat uh, be as polite. And, you know, it's, it's amazing what has gotten done over these last four years. And we'll have you back to talk about that. The three Supreme Court justices seated and three excellent candidates confirmed. Um, Senator Kennedy, not a boring day. You picked a very exciting job and exciting time to serve. Always appreciate your candor. Thank you, mate. All right. Merry Christmas. Uh, same to you, Senator John Kennedy. I, and, of course, we have a brand-new affiliate now, Yeah, so over in Louisiana. Uh, and then uh, Lake Charles. So I appreciate it, everyone listening over there. Hey, uh, when we come back, I'm going to let you know if there's more to know. And then i got to urge you to watch me on Outnumbered. I'm wearing the same outfit as Fox and & Friends and the same one you're looking me on in Fox Nation. I'm just going to put a little bit of powder on so I'm not shiny and blind you with my forehead. Uh, you listen to The Brian Kilmeade Show, briankilmeadeshow.com. Listen anytime, anywhere. And don't forget to go to briankilmeade.com. Get any of my books signed, sealed, and delivered. show that's real this is the brian kilmeade show welcome back everybody i'm going to be on outnumbered right at the top of the hour so join me on fox news channel but right now i think it's time to find out if there's indeed more to know more to know congratulations to i believe the most overrated governor in history of the country andrew cuomo get this guys he wins another award the ted kennedy award for handling of the coronavirus pandemic after his policies by the way killed thousands in nursing homes his lockdown has destroyed the economy it's have people heading for the exits his arrogance doesn't allow him to even take responsibility for the unrest and the looting that took place in manhattan the unbelievable insensitive shutdown of schools randomly and the reopening randomly yet people just look up to him because he sits there and does a good powerpoint i really think this sort of shows how divided our country is that half the country truly thinks he is like the next coming whereas like everyone else is like can you not see like the deaths that he caused they said it's kind of appropriate that he's got he's gotten the ted kennedy award so they say it's kind of perfect he's receiving such an award considering his handling of the coronavirus pandemic mimics kennedy's treatment of mary joe kopechny wow who <laughs> recklessly drove his car off a bridge crashing into the water and let her die what I, do you say to some, that? You don't. You let them say it. Okay, good. Uh, I think I did. Next, SpaceX Starship exploded, belly flops, burst into flames, and guess what? 
Elon Musk could not be happier. How do you explain this, Eric? Um, all according to plan. Their That's pl- what he said. Yeah. Their plan was to get the flight data. So the explosion at the end was just gravy. So we got a great test and we got a great explosion. So what was the thing they were doing different? And we know that they were able to get to the space station. Now. Right. This is the ship that they hope one day to bring to Mars. And they were testing this one to see if they could do an aerial maneuver to land. And the answer is no? Answer is yes. Everything went well. <laughs> they would have liked to be able to get ah. it to land. <laughs> But they weren't testing for that. They were testing to make sure the aerodynamics were good, the fuel was good, and all of that went well. <laughs> Eric, as far as we can do you tell. work for Tesla? This did not go well. Do you work for SpaceX? I just really want to be China tomorrow. <laughs> I do, too. They're using our stuff, so if we do it, can we please hide the plans? At least put it over your face like, a, like you're an offensive coordinator in the NFL and don't show it to him? Or give it to Eric Swalwell? Is that possible? Could be. Eric... Our Eric here. By the way, he's like, well, I'm not really an expert on it. I'm like, yeah, no, compared yeah, yeah. to us, you absolutely are. <laughs> compared to me, compared to me and you, yes. Next, Elon Musk also talked about leaving California. He said, uh, he said that um, they have way too much power in the Bay City, and we're talking about Silicon Valley. He left because of taxes and oppressive regulations. Uh, also, keep in mind, Ben Shapiro left, host of the Daily Wire. Uh, he pointed out that for a very good reason. Musk says he went to Texas. Plantier co-founder Joe Lonsdale moved the adventure firm to Silicon Valley to Austin. Hewlett Packard, uh, Enterprise uh, Colorado. Uh, so everybody's leaving. Joe Rogan, too. Goodbye. From the Fox News Podcasts Network. I'm Janice Dean, Fox News Senior Meteorologist. Be sure to subscribe to the Janice Dean Podcast at foxnewspodcast.com or wherever you listen to your podcasts. And don't forget to spread the sunshine. Listen to the show ad-free on Fox News Podcast Plus, on Apple Podcasts, Amazon Music with your Prime membership, or subscribe wherever you get your podcasts.